Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are going through the New Testament. And we just finished up the books that really have a lot of chapters, and we won't get to another one until we get, well, really the book of Hebrews and then the book of Revelation. But these, we're going to go through a whole series of smaller books, and some weeks we're going to finish a whole book just going Monday through Friday. So it's going to be quite exciting as we move through. So we are in the book of Galatians. Now, usually when I teach the Bible and I say, the book of Hebrews is written to who? And the other Hebrews, the book of Corinthians was written to who? The Corinthians, the book of Galatians was written to who? To the Galatians. Well, that's true. Um, but there's not like a city called Galatia. It's a region. It would be like saying um, to the church in southeastern Connecticut, or maybe to the church in southern New England, it was sort of regional. And you get into Acts chapters 13 and 14, and the Apostle Paul is starting churches in that area. And it's an area where nobody had started churches before. He's going there. This is new. This is fresh. And people are coming to Christ. And when they're coming to Christ, this will begin to establish the pattern. And it's sort of early in the book of Acts, this pattern that develops, that when the Apostle Paul starts a church and then he leaves, no sooner does he leave, but these people come behind him called the Judaizers. In the Judaizers, what they say is, oh, it's great that you've accepted Christ. That's good. You can accept Christ. That's, that's all right. That's acceptable. But what you need to do now in order to really be saved is you need to follow all of the Jewish law. And you need to live by the dietary restrictions. You need to keep the holidays. You need to do all these things. If you're an adult male who's just recently come to Christ, you need to be circumcised. Well, I'm going to tell you that's bad news if you are a um, middle-aged male. That's like, ooh, you know, it's creepy. I mean, you know, who wants to, who wants to do that? But believe it or not, you know, in order to be saved, people would do it, you know, if that's what they thought they needed to do. Well, you don't need to do that. And so the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the Galatians telling them, watch out for these guys. Watch out for them because they're just bringing a bad message and the message isn't true. So let's just jump into it and see what he's got to say to the churches in the region of Galatia. Galatia would be um, what was then called Asia Minor, and today it would be what we know as the region of Turkey. So if you look at a map, you can see where Turkey is and start to look at Paul's travels. He says, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all of the brothers and sisters with me. So he's got a lot of companions with him, a lot of people with him. And he's saying that this apostleship that he has, it's not that he got it because he went to some seminary school, because he went through some criteria. He was called of God. And because he was called of God, he's uh, starting these uh, starting these churches. He was sent out from a church. He was sent out from a church in, in Antioch. Uh, when he found the Lord, he, uh, or the Lord found him, he began to try to get involved, but boy, there was a lot of suspicion of who is this guy. You know, he's trying to get into our church. He's probably just a spy. So anyway, he's uh, sent out of that church in Antioch, and he's starting fellowships all over the place. And now he says this, to the churches in Galatia, in the region there, southeastern Connecticut, southern New England, whatever it might be. Grace and peace to you from our God, from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace. It's always about grace. Grace is always first. And, and we have peace because we have grace. What God has done for us, not what we've done for him, but what he's done for us. That's good theology. What God has done for us, not what we can do for him. 
who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age. Well, I hear a lot of people saying that this age we're in, this is the evil age. Well, I don't want to compare it, you know, which, which age is more evil, our age or their age. But the age has always been evil. It's the way it is. People are sinful. People kill people. People do weird things. People act strange. People do weird sexual practices. People take things that, that aren't theirs. Uh, you know, governments are, are oppressive. There's no new thing under the sun. And we probably don't need to get hung up on all that stuff. Let's just win some people to Jesus and rescue them from this present evil age. According to the will of God, our God and Father, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Wow, yes. Now he jumps right in. I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and you're turning to a different gospel. Gospel means good news. And so what other gospel are they turning to? They've come to Christ based on the, base, uh, the, on the basis of what Christ has done for them, going to the cross, taking our sin. What other gospel could there be? Which is really no gospel at all. Right. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. I'll tell you what. You become a believer, and all kinds of people come around and start telling you all kinds of stuff, all kinds of trips. The guy that led me to the Lord told me that early on. He said, hey, people are going to put all kinds of trips on you. Just keep it with Jesus. Keep it with Jesus. You're always going to be okay. And trying to pervert the gospel. And he says this, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach any gospel other than what, what you had preached, let them be under God's curse. Even if we come and tell you something different, don't believe it. You, you, you didn't get saved by what we're saying the second time. You get saved by what we said the first time. What if some angel comes to you and tells you this? Well, don't believe it. It's not a godly angel. Don't believe it. Just believe that Jesus came according to the scriptures. He died on the cross for your sins. He rose again. He ascended into heaven. He poured out the Holy Spirit, and he's going to come and get you. Don't buy any other gospel. It's all based upon what Jesus did, not what you can do. It's based upon what Jesus did, not what you can do. And when people become Christians, all of a sudden, you know, they start getting gooder and they start getting better. And then they start confusing that maybe my being gooder or my being better is what earns me my salvation. No, the cross earned me my salvation. And as we have already said, and now we say it again, if anybody is preaching you to a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. He says it two times just to make it clear. Am I trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were trying to please people, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. So I understand, like, some people are going to get upset about this, and some people are going to say, yeah, you know, Paul's talking about us. Paul is talking about you. Paul's saying, don't listen to those guys. Don't listen to those jokers. Keep it with Jesus, what Jesus has done for you. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached was not of human origin. This is not some thing that people made up. I didn't receive it from any man. Nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Paul's story in Acts 9, when he's going to Damascus to persecute the church, and, you know, God knocks him down, and God speaks to him, and God begins to teach him. And he has the gospel. And he said, For you have heard of my previous way in Judaism, how I intensely persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. He wanted to ruin the church. He wanted to destroy the church. He wanted to kill people. He didn't like that people were coming to Christ and ruining his boyhood religion. He said, I was advancing in Judaism be, be, uh, beyond many of my own age and among the people. Uh, and, and I was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. I wanted to keep this thing going. I wanted to get these jokers out of here. These Christians coming, saying this stuff, ruining my religion. I'd kill them. 
He said, but when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. Wow. So Paul grows up in all of the knowledge of Judaism. He's trained by the greatest instructors. He goes to the finest schools. He has religious clothes. He eats religious food. He keeps religious holidays. He you know, he lives in religious towns. Um, now God's going to send him to a completely different people. <laughs> the Gentiles, the non-Jews, he's going to become the apostle to the non-Jewish people. And he said, I didn't go and try to learn it from somebody. Learned it from God. Well, he, he already had such an incredible knowledge of the Old Testament. And the Old Testament points to Jesus in all of its prophecies and all of its pictures and all of the history and everything. It all points to Jesus. And so Paul, when he comes to Christ, the Holy Spirit's illuminating all of that stuff for him. You know, he's, he's an expert in seeing how all of the Old Testament relates to Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit teaches him. He said, I didn't go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before me. I went to, into Arabia, and later I returned to Damascus. So he goes out into the wilderness and seeks the Lord. You know, what does the Lord have for him? After three years, I went to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas, which is Peter, and stayed with him 15 days, stayed with him a couple of weeks. And I saw none of the other apostles except for James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God what I'm writing is no lie. Then I went to Syria, to Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard this report. The man who formerly persecuted us now is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they praised God because of me. This guy's life was changed, and he doesn't want people to buy into the lie that you need to be circumcised, you need to keep the right days, you need to do all of this stuff. Trust in Jesus and trust in Jesus alone. Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross for us, that we trust in you alone, and help us, Lord, to rescue people from this evil age. Use us. Use us this week. Can we lead someone to you this week? Can we bring someone to church this week? Please, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, love you guys.